Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Nudge Green! Hello everyone and welcome to The Nerd Degree. I'm your host, Brendan Bennett, and this is our third annual Star Wars Spectacular. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Um, so uh, I have gathered together the four nerds who know the most about Star Wars and uh, they are go- I'm going to be putting them to the test to find out how much they really know. Uh, as evidence, for those of you listening at home, we have someone dressed as a stormtrooper. We have someone wearing a Star Wars, uh, <laughs> a Star Wars skirt. Uh, and we've um, got a couple of other just nerdy-looking guys. So <laughs> <laughs> You can tell they've seen Star Wars a lot uh, just, by, just by looking at them from their sallow, pasty skin. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so uh, let's, uh, let's bring up the visuals. All right, so uh, I will be asking you guys questions. I'll, I'll give you a chance to introduce yourselves, first of all. So I would like you to introduce yourself, and I would like you to tell the audience, if you had uh, the power of the Force, how would you use that in your everyday life? Uh, and we'll start down this end. Hello, uh, my name's Ben Allen, and I used to bullseye womp rats in my T16 back home. Um, I think the Force has a lot of applications. You'd never need to look for the remote again, obviously. The lost remote would be a thing of the past. Um, I think I'd deploy the Jedi mind trick at work a lot when my boss said, do something, and I would just say, you don't want me to do that, and just skate easily through the day. Yeah. Um, Always on the weak-minded. Yes. There are a lot of weak-minded people in life you can use that on. Yeah. I feel like using the Force to become more lazy is pretty anti-the-Jedi way. Um, I think that all just happens off screen. We just don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and joining Ben we have? We have uh, Andrew Keppel, and I'm an animator. And I think if I had uh, force powers or Jedi powers, I would try and build my own lightsaber. And I don't know if I'd do anything constructive with it, but I think just building it would be a lot of fun, finding that crystal and getting it in tune with yourself and then making this tool that you can cut holes in walls with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the main thing about a lightsaber. Yeah. You can cut a hole in a wall. The most helpful thing. That's, yeah. that's just the beginning of what you can cut that's, holes in. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly people. Uh, all right. So, uh, Ben and Andrew, you have formed a team. What is your team called? Uh, it is called Ben Solo and the Keppel Run. <laughs> ben Solo and the Keppel Run. All right. And opposing them, we have. Hi, I'm Centuri. Um, despite the costume, I love Ewoks. Um, <laughs> I think uh, the force. I think I'd be similar to Ben. I'd use the Jedi mind trick, um, particularly on, I think, um, supermarket checkout operators, because um, I quite often. Uh, I think it's the Asian complexion. I quite often still get asked for my ID, so um, I would simply say, "You don't need to see my identification." <laughs> We are roughly the same age, aren't we? Yeah, we are. University together, but you'll notice that I look a lot older. Oh, Um, oh, by the way, my name is Moata. Um, I made the Star Wars skirt. And if I could have uh, Jedi powers, um, I would have, I would use them for levitation purposes. Do you remember in um, when Luke's? training on Dagobah and he sort of like simultaneously lifts all those rocks and stones up all at once. Well, I've got a small boy and there is a lot of Lego in my house and it is hard work to get that Lego put away. So I would just lift that Lego up and it would go straight into the bin. (laughs) Okay, uh, so Moata and Sin, uh, you have formed a team. What is your team called? Our team is called Porgy and Bespin. Porgy and Bespin, everyone. <laughs> All right, our first round is the Nerd Quotient round, where we will be testing uh, how much our players know about Star Wars. So, roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven, I announce. Nine. All right, uh, Ben Solo and the Keppel Run, uh, you go first. Uh, my first question for you is, how much does a Star Destroyer cost? <laughs> a lot. 
would say not as lot. much as you'd think. Not as much as you think. Um, are we talking about? I know that the Lego one is pretty expensive <laughs> because I have a son that keeps trying to get me to buy it, and uh, it's quite it's it's up over the sort of three hundred dollar mark, I think. Um, I don't know. I presume they need a lot of metal. A lot of metal, mm-hmm. and the Star Destroyer is a couple of kilometers long, I think, isn't it? So, um, yeah, is it in the is it in the trillions in a real world? Well, I, so I can tell you it costs 150 million galactic credits. Oh, okay. Uh, so, does anyone know the exchange rate? Uh, so, in Bitcoin, that would be about 148 billion. So, they, um, I was watching this uh, YouTube series, uh, Generation Tech. They calculated uh, the exchange rate based on the, you know, the, in the prequels when they go to that deli on Coruscant. Dexter's uh, diner. Yeah, Yeah. and it has a menu. And so they compared the prices there with the prices at at an equivalent place uh, in New York. Uh, And so they worked out that one galactic credit equals $1.52 in US dollars. So... uh, And so a Star Wars only cost $150 million. Yeah, well, about uh, upper range, about $225 million US dollars. Um, Why aren't we building one right now? Yeah, I know, because so uh, like a modern aircraft carrier costs $4.5 billion. <laughs> so the, there must be some kind of economy of scale. Uh, maybe. Or like slave labour, because that's yeah. cheap as. Yeah, so the, I guess the Empire does have slave labour. Um, that just is uh, Little Ewoks hand. just out there, just trying to hammer <laughs> away anti-gravity. Um, so apparently a TIE fighter will cost you 90000 US dollars. That's affordable. Yeah. Seems super yeah. cheap. Um, yeah. A Death Star. Uh, so it's one trillion galactic credits. But um, uh, a few years ago, the White House was petitioned to build their, a Death Star uh, yeah. for America, and so they did a they did a cost analysis of it, and they announced that it, for for us to build a Death Star right now, it would cost eight hundred and fifty quadrillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> So they decided to pass on that one. Um, okay, speaking of costs, um, Porgy and Bespin, uh, how did a budget shortfall lead to the destruction of Alderaan? Well, I reckon uh, communication. It, was, it comes down to, you know, that, that's what happens when there's a communication breakdown on the Death Star. Mm-hmm. The information doesn't get passed on correctly. It's like, actually, he probably didn't mean to. Um, and budget... He was like, blow up, Jolderon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was... <laughs> and they just hit the wrong thing. bad communication yeah, transfer between one officer and the, the person pulling the push button. It's just like a bureau, yeah, bureaucratic mix-up, you know, like in Hitchhiker's Guide where the Earth's getting taken out to make, like, a whatever, Galactic Highway or whatever it is. And, you know, it's just... Like, oh, yeah, we were, originally we had this much budget, uh, but we're going to have to take a shortcut this way. So, actually, oh, older runs on the path now. Sorry, love. Uh, we're going to have to blow out your planet. That's an interesting theory, but it's not the case. Uh, I'll throw it over the I'm other really team. I'm really surprised to hear that. Did their build all the run a planetary shield Kickstarter not quite meet its target? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, some guy wouldn't chip in the last $12 that they needed. And damn. Actually... Was it uh, in a real-life situation, was it because they couldn't be bothered like creating that as a set or as part of the film? I'll have to give you some points for yeah. that, Sin. Yeah, that's right. When, so they um, decided to destroy it. So George Lucas didn't get as much money as he wanted for the budget. He had planned to set most of the movie yeah. on the planet of Alderaan. There was going to be a Sith prison there uh, where Princess Leia was imprisoned and they would have to uh, bust her out of there. But for budgetary reasons, he moved all of that onto the Death Star and then... It's like, well, Alderaan's in the script. How do I get it out of the script? I'll just blow it up. <laughs> that old MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the delete key would have worn out otherwise yeah. if it just deleted it. Um, okay, uh, so I, I realise now that there's actually, since I'm handing out points, we should probably introduce the person who's keeping the scores. So uh, in, the, uh, in the sound booth today, we have uh, Karen Healy. Karen, how's it going? Pretty good. Thank you, Brendan. Uh, so you're going to be keeping track of the scores. I sure am. I've already given Moata one for making her own skirt. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sam, did you make your Stormtrooper? Um, I made most of it, yeah. Plus two. Oh, oh, there you go. Um, okay. You I was given the T-shirt I was wearing. <laughs> no. That doesn't... Oh, damn. Uh, Karen, are you a, you're a 
Star Wars expert as well? No, I am a, um, uh, I am a fan of Poe and Finn and Ray and Luke when he looked a bit less seedy. Um, but I wouldn't call myself an expert by any means, no. Okay, uh, well, then you'll be perfect for being an impartial judge of all of this. Uh, let's move on to the next question, uh, and this is for Ben Solon on the Keppel Run. Uh, how were midichlorians uh, proven to exist in the real world? What? Yes. Ooh. So it's official now, the midichlorians that... Uh, Tiny you know, creatures that live inside your cells and... And give you the give power the of the force, force yeah. um, as explained in The Phantom Menace. Uh, okay. So it turns out they're real, and we have scientific yeah. proof of it. Wow. That's exciting news. Yeah. I feel sure that I should have heard about this. Um, is it some kind of actual small symbiotic uh, bacteria or something that lives is in it, all of these? Oh yeah, is it biological or is it some sort of fundamental particle that's in everything that, uh, that binds the universe together? Because that sounds more likely. Now you're just quoting the movie. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. And a lot of people hate it. Is that also a, <laughs> now, this, uh, was, <laughs> this was discovered by a Dr. Lucas McGeorge. And a what? Do- and a doctor. McGeorge. Citation needed. <laughs> yeah, well, the, you raised an interesting point, Andrew. Yeah, Dr. Lucas McGeorge and Dr. Annette Ken. Uh, <laughs> what is the National Party up to? <laughs> no, Annette, Annette Ken. Okay. Annette, Annette Ken. Oh, oh. Uh, so. Uh, they wrote uh, a paper that was published in several peer-reviewed scientific <laughs> journals. Um, and uh, here are some quotes from it. Uh, beyond supplying cellular en- energy, midichloria perform functions such as force sensitivity. Uh, involved in ATP production in the citric acid cycle, also referred to as the Kylo Ren cycle after its discoverer. Um, and midichlorians are microscopic life forms that reside in all living cells. Without the midichlorians, life couldn't exist and we'd have no knowledge of the force. Okay, this sounds familiar. When people make fake papers and push them through the system just to see how far they'll get to sort of test the academic uh, yeah. process. That, that's absolutely right, Andrews. Yeah, this was a fake article that was written to prove a point about the low standards of um, apparently peer-reviewed but uh, not really uh, scientific journals. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we now have evidence that midichlorians are real. So <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, uh, next question. Uh, several elements of the extended universe have been brought into the Star Wars canon. So we know that there was all these extra stories and things written about Star Wars, but then when Disney took over, they said, no, those things didn't happen, only the things in the movies happened, right? Um, but then they brought some things back in, such as... Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn, the character from the books who's been brought into the series. Um, but uh, which unsung anti-hero from the extended universe has been recognised for saving Luke Skywalker's life in Return of the Jedi? So this is for you, Porgy and Bespin. Okay. Return of the Jedi. I can show you what he looks like. Oh, okay. He looks like this. He's a... Uh, He's got a lovely scody looking gangster. Yeah. <laughs> Streak of white hair. Yep. Um, he's got a blast tech DL44. <laughs> Anti hero. Well, he's got more of a villain too. But he did, he did end up saving Luke Skywalker's life mm-hmm. during Return of the Jedi. It's there on screen. His um, name is Bidlow Quirve. Okay. Classic Star Wars oh, name. That guy. <laughs> yeah, Bidlow. Right. No? Any ideas? Bidlow ben? Quirve. Bidlow okay. Quirve. Wait, judging from the ice cream scoop in his pocket, is he the ice cream machine guy from, um, you know, the guy who rescues the ice cream maker machine? He is not the guy. I'll, I'll show you a picture of him uh, in action. Uh, it's the skull. Oh, the skull of oh, the dude that broke the, the Rancor control panel. Yes. Wow. So, uh, as we he know, has a backstory. <laughs> Every minor character in Star Wars has an elaborate backstory, oh including wow. the skull so that Luke good. Skywalker throws to hit the button to oh drop the gate on top of the Rancor. Wow. Yeah, I really don't feel bad about not knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> what was, was Bidlow Quirve's life story before he ended up in the So, Bidlow Quirve was a, a Corellian smuggler. He was a rival to Han Solo. He worked for Jabba the Hutt, um, and he was... Uh, him and uh, Bib Fortuna, the guy with the, the twisty thing around his neck, they were both uh, rivals to become Jabba the Hutt's major domo. Um, and Jabba offered them they could either become his lieutenant or they could have a greater honour 
And um, Bidlow chose the greater honour, which turned out to be the first person to be eaten by his rancor. Ah, oh, Jammer. <laughs> yeah, classic Jammer <laughs> twist. What a jakester. I want to have that action figure. That would be great. <laughs> that action figure of that skull. Um, there, I believe there actually is one. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. There's one of yeah. Luke Skywalker. I think I saw a picture of Luke Skywalker like, holding the skull oh, as an action figure. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Um, speaking of terrible names in Star Wars, um, there are a lot of terrible Star Wars names, and some of them are pretty like on the nose, right? So like the, the X-Wing pilot who is a bit overweight is called Porkins. Um, can anyone give me any other examples of Star Wars characters' names that are just a bit too on the nose? Uh, the, the drug dealer from episode two is called Sleaze Bagano, I think. <laughs> yes. Something around the Sleaze yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. His name is Elan Sleaze Bagano. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, anyone um, else? A lot of characters in Jabba's Palace are called, there's one, I think, Yakface. Yakface. Yeah. Uh, Dro- Droopy McCool is Droopy in the McCool. band with the kind blue... of droopy face. Yeah, he's great. He's droopy and he's cool. He's cool. Yeah. Um, Salacious B. Crumb, Salacious the little Crumb. Yep. Um, goblin guy. Mm-hmm. Does anyone know what his middle name stands for? Salacious B. Crumb, Ooh. what the B stands for? Bread. Bread. <laughs> bread. Oh, no, bread. Bread crumb. Bread Salacious crumb. bread crumb. That would make sense. No one knows. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like Homer J. Simpson. It's, just, it's actually yeah. just B. Yeah. Um, okay, so here, here are a few um, characters. So we have uh, here a picture of Darth Maul's brother, who's a kind of a savage oppressor character, and his name is Savage Oppress. Savage Oppress. <laughs> um, next to him is uh, the aforementioned Sleaze Bagano. Um, uh, and then below Sleaze Bagano, we have this kind of morally evil character called Moralo Evil. Um, we have, oh, there's... Um, uh, That's Droopy McCall. Droopy yeah. McCall. I haven't noticed before that Droopy McCall was basically wearing stubbies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's just a really long straw that yeah. he's drinking Alan Peewee. <laughs> he needs to moisturise. There's, there's some crusty uh, stuff going on with his knees. That's the, the Baron character that uh, George Lucas played. Is Baron Nemoidia or something like that? Or Not is... Lewiski Papanoida. Yeah, Papanoida. Uh, so, yeah... Uh, Terrible names. That's the, that's the message from that one. Uh, so that brings us to the end of the Nerd Quotient round. Uh, Karen, what are the scores looking like? Well, it's pretty much an X-Wing and a TIE fighter flying side by side in perfect unison. That would never happen! Having an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Uh, it's five all, folks. All right. Uh, it's tied. So you know what will break this tie? Uh, our homework round. So I have assigned each of the players uh, a piece of homework, and um, this is going to be our second annual Star Wars Poetry Slam. So everyone has been asked to write a poem on, the, on their favourite Star Wars topic. Um, so uh, let's see. Uh, Andrew, would you mind uh, going yeah. first with a, sure. a poem? And then uh, we'll get... Uh, Let's see. Uh, Moata will get you to read, and then I will judge the poetry on okay. who is better. Yeah, this poetry, um, I didn't write it. Anakin Skywalker wrote it when he was a, a young, <laughs> angsty lad. <laughs> okay. So here it goes. <clears throat> oh, the life of a Padawan is bland, you know. Such discipline, more bothersome than sand, yo. When I was a youngling, sand was in my food and drinks. Why can't sand be cool like Jar Jar Binks? Hate leads to suffering. Well, too late. I'm already suffering, and true hate is easily controlled. My hate I will contain and save it up for when I find one sandy grain. Why don't the Jedi Council understand me? I could do so much more to protect Padme. Like, they want to cramp me, so underhanded, yet none of that compares to what the sand did. The sand, it's coarse and rough and irritating. Like Master Obi-Wan, who always keeps me waiting. Can't have any fun when Master Kenobi's on the case. Treats me like a youngling. Well, he's a poodoo face. Even Padme thinks I'm still a kid. Well, I'll show her. I'll be her knight in armor, because I'm real mature. The, the, dark, the dark side sucks. That's usually why war begins. But sand gets everywhere, like metachlorians. But the Jedi leap into battle while I write this poem... If I could rid the galaxy of sand, yeah, that'd show him. 
smug old Yoda and Mace Window. That'd knock him down a peg or two. Just to achieve that feat, I'd gladly pay an arm or leg or two. <laughs> I'm sick of desert planets, dusty sandy moons. I'd visit Mom more often, but I hate the dunes. I'll have a word to Palpatine, see what he's got planned. He'll give me a cool suit to keep out the sand. <laughs> All right, Andrew, everyone. Andrew told me before the show, look, I didn't have much time to write anything, so this is, not, this is just going to be a quick one. And no, I said it wasn't going to be a very good one. <laughs> um, but it was intentionally angsty teen, not very, very good. So, yeah. Okay, yep, I, I feel that. It does that. get everywhere. It does. <laughs> it does. It does, yes. At this time of year, we all know that. Uh, Moata, um, please be brief. <laughs> well, uh, I have written a limerick, uh, so, you know, those don't take very long. Um, and mine is about um, the Salak. There once was an omnivorous invertebrate. If you fell into his pit, it would hurt a bit. <laughs> in the tum of the Sarlacc, you'll become a bar snack. And in a mere thousand years, you will turn to shit. <laughs> All right, well, I believe that brevity is the soul of wit. So Moata will get the points for that one. And we'll move on to the next round. Uh, this is the Bad for Ralph round, uh, but we have a very special theme for this round, which is Admirals of the Galactic Empire. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's how it's going to work. Uh, Sin and Moata, I'm going to give you a list of Imperial Navy Admirals of the Galactic Empire. So to give you a sense of what they sound like, they have names like Wilhuff Tarkin... <laughs> Kendall Ozzel. Uh, we'll have Tarkin was a moth, Brendan. He was an admiral before he was a moth. Okay, uh, this is straight off. Okay. This is straight off the Star Wars wiki, so you know it's right. All right. Uh, Firmus Piet and Conan Antonio Motti, um, who you wrote a poem about last year, I believe. I did. Yes. Um, so uh, here's how it's going to work. Moata and Sen, you will either. Read a name from this list of Star Wars Admirals, or you will make up a fake one. Ben and Andrew, you have to identify whether it's a real Star Wars Admiral. Now, are we talking canon or extended universe? Extended here? universe, <laughs> baby. Okay. There's some really obscure ones okay. here. Um, we can do it. Yeah, you have to tell me whether it's a real Admiral or a fake Admiral. Okay. Uh, and you'll get points for every fake one that you manage to slip past. So, take it away. Hindel Techmuth. Techmuth. Hindel Techmuth. That's not ringing any bells. Um, that would be a pretty good one to make up first, I think. Hindel Techmuth. Yeah, just it's sending it. Hindel. Yeah. Hindel. Like, uh, it was like Martin the Hindelberg, <laughs> maybe. I'd say, I'm going to say true just because I don't think my is making one up in the first go. Oh, okay. I'm doing using psychology. I see. <laughs> okay. That's a made up one. Yeah. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> she played oh, me! She played you got me! Played. You played, you got yourself. played. <laughs> oh. All right, let's have another one. Okay. Bell to rag. Bell to rag. It's a bell to rag story. Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound real. Okay, psychology, again, oh, <laughs> they're not going to make up two in a row. They're not going to make up two in a row, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be true. Yep. No. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe you can do Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's have another one. Gareth Holtz. Gareth Holtz? I think I went to school. <laughs> My psychology is failing me. I don't know what to believe in. Admiral, Admiral, Admiral Gareth Holtz. Holtz. No, it's got to be made up, right? Which, means, which means it just must be Gareth. True. But it could be that Star Wars thing where they give somebody a real first name, like Luke Skywalker or you know Ben Kenobi. Yeah. Uh, Gareth. Hey, Gareth. Gareth. And Holtz is a real name too. So. Oh, I don't 
know anymore. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that's probably a real one. Okay, well, we've got to get real eventually, right? Is it real? Yeah. Okay, it's real. real. It is a real one. Oh, it is God. a real one. There is a real admiral called Gareth. <laughs> oh, Gary. Okay, uh, next one up. Dodd Rancid. A Rancid? That sounds like a George Lucas kind of Admiral name. Admiral Rancid. Yeah. It's only Imperial. Imperial. Uh, yeah, only Imperial Admiral. Okay. Uh, Although, you know, if they defect, then they still count. <laughs> Dodd. Dodd. I don't know what do you think. It's short for Dobbit. Dobbit. <laughs> uh, true. It is true. It is true. There is a real Dodd Rancid. Terran Fritz. Fritz? Aaron Fritz. I mean, Holtz and Fritz. Holtz and Fritz. Very German, yeah. This could be I a mean, crossover. I mean, they are space Nazis. Yeah, they are space yeah. Nazis. It could be a crossover between <laughs> the Germans. Fritz. Yeah. No, this is going to be... No, I can't... I can't. Yeah. No, Fritz. It sounds like Terence and Phillips. Fritz. For some reason. <laughs> Here comes Admiral Fritz. No, I'm not no. buying it. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, fake. Too fake. Yeah, it's fake. <laughs> fake, yep. Okay, let's have, uh, let's have a couple more. Okay. Uh, Jorg Sakul. Sounds like George is cool, so it must be a real one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. That's a good theory. I'd buy it. True. That's a no. <laughs> Actually, um, I pulled that one out of an action figure. Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. I... Wait, so he is <laughs> true. You, you can't use real ones. No, it's not an action it's figure. It's not an Imperial Admiral. An Admiral. It's an, it's an action figure of George Lucas dressed up as an X Wing pilot, and they reversed his name to put on the packaging. Well, I was half right. It's a deep cut, Sam. That's real yeah. good. Do you have that action figure? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a rare one? Oh, um, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Gallic Fiver. Gallic Fiver. I'm just, I just like to go on record right now. I was being really disappointed that Brendan said all of the Imperial Admirals and I knew as the examples <laughs> at the start of the round, which is like really disappointing. Um, fiber, Garrick fiber, Gallic, Gallic fiber, fiber. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going very well. So you, you. I'm. I'm. I will submit to you. Um, I think that they're trying to trick us because they want more points. They're greedy. That's a fake one. No, that's a real one. That's a real one. Um, so other names we had: Valdegroot, Sander Delvadis, Jock Danasius. Uh, Cheldoret. Um, let's see. Uh, Spatar Patoon. Spatar Patoon. Admiral Spatar Patoon. Why didn't I pick that one? Um, I quite like Wu Yu Sen. Yeah, just when people see you, they'll be like, Wu Yu Sen, uh, if you're an admiral. Uh, Tyrannol Screed. And uh, Truton Teradoc. Yeah, it's like none of even the semi famous ones. They're all, they all real obscure. Yeah. Well, oh, maybe Brendan. you don't know as much about Star Wars well, as you think, Ben. There are a lot of books. <laughs> there are a lot of books. Um, all right, uh, Karen, let's get an update on the scores. Well, that X-Wing is forging ahead. Porgy and Bespin have 10, and uh, Ben Solo and the Keppel Run are on 8. All right, Porgy and Bespin. Let's have round two of our homework. So this will be down to Sen and Ben uh, for your Star Wars themed poetry. Sen, take it away. Okay. So um, mine's a three-parter. Um, I guess collectively... <laughs> well, Triptych. We, you know we have a movie to see at midnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're short ones. Um, I guess you call it collectively uh, Trooper Tales. So I'll start. Sand. It's coarse, and it's rough and it's irritating. Thank the Emperor for this damn fine armour, otherwise, without a shadow of a doubt, it would get everywhere. <laughs> Met a nice old fella today. He had a couple of droids. Weren't the ones we were after, though. How odd! I really thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see shit with this helmet on. One day I'll get stationed somewhere nice. I hear Alderaan is nice type this time of year. <laughs> My shift is over in a couple of hours. For now, I'll keep an eye out for the droids we're looking for. Part two. 
snow. <laughs> we are the freaky hooded snowtroopers. We love a good snowball fight. We are often mistaken for the KKK. It must be the head-to-toe white. We're softies underneath all this. Vader gives us such a bad rep. We'd prefer to be making snow angels. But poppin' rebels, it's a necessary step. <laughs> and part three, trees. <laughs> I passed my speeder bike licence just the other day. <laughs> but my first assignment indoor is just nonsense. There are so many trees in my way. Navigating a forest at 500 k's an hour. So many trees. Whose idea was it to give this thing so much power? So many fucking trees. <laughs> Pursuing rebels? I was not trained for this. I've never so- seen so many trees. Holy crap, that was a near miss. Watch out, what? There's another. End of transmission. Sin, <laughs> <laughs> <Send>, everyone. <laughs> You know the the guy the the st- stormtrooper who says, "Look, a droid." When he knows yeah, ho- yeah, that little thing, he has he has like a four thousand word entry in the Star Wars oh, wiki. Yeah. Like that's how much backstory that guy has. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Ben, uh, over to you. Yeah. Uh, so we already mentioned uh, Droopy McCall tonight from the band in Javis Palace. Yes. Uh, Which is, I, what's the band called? Uh, Max the Max Re- Rebo Band. Yeah. Cool. And my poem is a lament for Max Rebo, who is the blue elephant guy who plays the keyboard in Jabba's Palace. And then presumably they all get killed when the... As we uh, will see in this poem. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Oh, actually, poem... can, I, can I just pause for a second? Yeah. Is there anyone here who's never watched Star Wars? <laughs> Oh, thank, thank goodness. <laughs> I just had this terrible, creeping suspicion. So this poem is called O Max Rebo. <clears throat> o Max Rebo, goodness me, so great a creature we've not seen. The coolest guy on Tatooine. My heart, your band of both in charge, playing your organ on the sail barge. Jabba's layers blue, and so are you. <laughs> o Max Rebo, like a tree, though not. For though you have a trunk... It's elephantine to bit of funk along to all your funky tunes. A soundtrack for the pit of carcoon. Song requesting. Slow digesting. Omax Rebo, you and Greedo both have picked a poor employer. For like a Jakku Star Destroyer, Jabba's gonna crash and burn. The dude that Darth will try to turn hit a saber in the waiter. Omax Rebo, did you flee so you'd survive the coming boom? Your physique may spell your doom. Keys you give a mighty thump, but we know elephants can't jump. Hope eroding, barge exploding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Max Rebo, innocently though you may have played for scum, it seems sure your time has come. A cruel descent from being top build to corpse 19 that Luke just killed. (laughs) Poor blue chappy, hope hands happy. Oh, Rex, Max Rebo's legacy notes this. Worse can befall a muso than indifferent reviews. So pass on bad gigs when you can and stay alive like Figger and Dan. <laughs> Heed this lesson. Don't repeat this tragedy. No. Oh, Max Rebo. Uh, so... We talked about the, in one of our previous Star Wars episodes that the band in Jabba's Palace, so the genre of music that they play is known as jizz. 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 <laughs> um, is, um, is, does Max Rebo play jizz as well? I think he's, he's, he's varied as well. Like or is, that a, is there other genres of music in Star Wars? I know that one of his songs is called something like um, I Ate My Mate or something. <laughs> I, like, yeah. Is he a cannibal? Well, I don't know. I think maybe it's just a bit general cautionary tale. <laughs> I thought he played the blues. Oh. <laughs> I know his instrument's called the red ball organ. The red ball it's organ? It's the red ball organ. Oh, okay, great. Um, I, I have to give you some points for that extra trivia. Uh, now, I have to give uh, points for who did the better poem. And just going on a gut level, um, when you mentioned the Star Destroyer crashing into Jakku, I suddenly remembered that we were going to go and watch a Star Wars movie tonight, and I got really excited about that, so I have to give Ben the points. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, uh, Karen, uh, how does that affect the scores? They are once again tied. Oh, what? 10-10. <laughs> Brendan and I am so excited about going to see this movie. It's going to be amazing. Okay, 10-10. So, like, two X-Wings if we use Roman numerals. <laughs> As a reach, Brendan. <laughs> Speaking of a bit of a reach, we move on to our next round. Um, now, I was, uh, I was kind of struggling. You know, this is the third uh, time that I've had to write a Star Wars quiz for people who know a lot more about Star Wars than I do. Um, and so, very kindly, uh, my wife uh, agreed to write some questions. Now, she, she has watched Star Wars, and um, I, can, I can confidently give you a list of all of the things that she likes about Star Wars. The Ewoks. Excellent. And so... She... <laughs> <laughs> she wrote, she wrote um, so, some questions, and they really, like, you know, there's some really thought-provoking questions here. So uh, here's how we're gonna, what we're going to do. We're going to just work our way through these questions. Um, I want you to ring in if you have an answer. Um, I will give points for uh, accurate answers, but also for thoughtful answers. And um, if you disagree with other, someone else's answer, that's fine as well. Okay, so question number one. Who does Princess Leia's hair in the morning? <laughs> I reckon it's R2-D2. It makes sense because he's got all the tools and everything. Yeah, you know, he probably has an extension really, for that, right? Like yeah, a, like a brush. Like is she lying hair on the floor? Is... Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got oh, boosters. Oh, okay. Boosters, yeah, yeah. He's got all the equipment, and it would just be just way more efficient than... Pops him up on the dresser. Yeah, a person <laughs> doing that. So... <laughs> How does he reach her hair, though? She'd have to lie down. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, yeah. He's yeah, got to be right. yeah. Yeah. on it's easy enough to some get down elevated to. surface. R2's level. But yeah. Crouch. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. Um, all right, uh, next question. Do stormtroopers have summer outfits for when it's hot? Sin, maybe you can answer this one. No. <laughs> uh, well, like, no. I mean, the because I mean, the outfits don't seem to offer them any protection, so they may as well wear shorts or something. <laughs> right, because they have they have snow, like they have special There's snow. In Rogue One, there were like the tropical stormtroopers who like had like the kind of fawny colour. So maybe you just don't see the guys with shorts. Just um, in shorts. Yeah. Just feel like. <laughs> You would think then in um, A New Hope, the sand troopers would be wearing board shorts and um, singlets. And then because the, maybe... the, the prominent feature of a sand trooper is they just have a giant shoulder pad for some reason. I don't know how that helps it's you on a desert one of those with a little straw. Maybe. Maybe it's a camelback. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's sense. what's in their backpack. Yeah. So I think yes is what we're saying. Okay. Is it? Change our answer. Is it? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, next question. Does Yoda ever get flirty with other Yodas? <laughs> And, and if so, what does he do about it? <laughs> he, can't, he can't get flirty with other Yodas for a number of reasons. First of all, a Jedi does not have attachments. So he can't flirt. I mean, he's supposed to get to do harmless flirting as long as he never follows it up with anything else. Okay, yep. So he can only have loveless sex as Yoda. <laughs> he's got to kick down with the kids like... This is it, not the answer yeah, I was no, expecting. Like, He's going to have a very, like, it's going to be it's, it's just like, fuck buddies all the way for Yoda. <laughs> Secondly, Yoda is like, nobody knows what species Yoda is. So, like, they're, they're, like there's, there's one other Yoda, and I think his name's Yorl or something like that. And nobody knows. He's in, he's in the prequels, I think. It's a guy that looks a bit like Yoda. But Yoda's from an unknown species. He's like so Gonzo. He can't float with other Yodas because there basically are no other Yodas. He is like Gonzo. He's exactly like Gonzo. I take issue with the pet that Yoda can't flirt, but he can fuck as much as he likes. <laughs> but flirting's attachment. It's going to get no, it's attachment. not attachment. Not for doing it right. properly. It's just, yep. you know. I feel like he was kind of flirting with Luke. I, I feel like he was, he's got quite a flirtatious... I don't know if he was... He was just that kind of... Mm, young man. <laughs> Yoda likes what Yoda sees. <laughs> young man. He's some really interesting facial expressions, you know. Yeah, during yeah. Uh, his interactions with Luke. And <laughs> you should, yeah, I might, I might have to watch that again. I think, and, he uh, <laughs> I think we're all going to watch that I again. Think, yeah, I might just have to 
analyze that scene once again. Okay, I have a couple of a couple more follow-up Yoda questions. Um, is Yoda smart for a Yoda? Well, if Yoda's a, a singular, singular, if he's the only one of his kind, then I suppose he's not really. <laughs> I think he's more uh, force a, smart than anything. It's not like intellectual. It's smart. like being street smart. Yeah. <laughs> force smart. Yeah. It's a sample size of one. But if he's a, if he's the only one of his race left, he must have done quite the well. The answer is both yes and no. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, one more one more Yoda question: Is Yoda famous outside of Jedi circles? So is he just like the Jedi's Jedi? Okay. Or. <laughs> I think yeah. he's like, oh, like pictures yeah. of Because, you know, like, we know who the Pope um, is and we're not Catholic. I think he was right. quite... Oh, sorry. Yeah, so you think he's like the Pope? He was like the Pope, but he's also, like, the Secretary General of the UN. And he's also kind of like a Buddhist... Ma- he's, he's a lot rolled into one. I think he'd be famous. Everybody would be oh, like, like the Dalai, he's like the Dalai Lama. He's like the Dalai Lama. Mm. He's the Dalai Lama... And he's uh, Boutros Boutros Gali, and he's uh, I've, I've used an outdated secretary general, <laughs> and and he's Pope uh, all, all rolled into one. People know who he was. Okay, yeah. all right, I'll buy that. Um, okay, do Sith do Siths ever retire? And if so, what benefits do they get? <laughs> they get a nice sort of like castle on a sort of lava planet. That's their retirement home, like some you know. People like always the, want to retire somewhere warm. Florida of the Star yeah. Wars universe. It's really hot there, uh-huh. but it's a dry heat. <laughs> um. <laughs> Do you think they'd have to relinquish their lightsaber if they retire? I don't think you can retire if you're a Sith because there's only ever two. There's the Master and the Apprentice, and the Master always uh, wants to hold on to power as long as possible because he's power hungry Sith, and the Apprentice. Wants to kill and supplant the master, so there's no, there's no graceful, there's no golden handshake for the Sith. So you can only retire in the Blade Runner sense. Yeah, that's right. It's that's like right. you know, like the, no retired mafioso, like it's like you, you get a gold family. watch, a gold watch, and stand through the face. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question: Who is Emperor Palpatine's best friend? Jar Jar Binks, I think. Those no. two, they just always, you always see them together. He did vote him emergency powers. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, he, he's his best friend. I he's think. his own he's best his friend. He's his own best friend. Does he even have friends? I don't mm. think he does. I think, like, yeah, it's pretty sad. You notice that yeah. he's got that throne all by itself. There's not yeah. another throne next to it. He just has yeah. hangers on. He just has yes men. Yeah. He maybe has one of those guards that he confides in occasionally and mm. the guard pretends to be interested He's like, oh, I can't wait for my shift to be over. Palpatine's like, you know that girl down in the cafeteria? And the guard's like, oh, God. Yeah, you can't really call that guy friends. friend. No. Really I okay. think she's into me. <laughs> um, do they make spaceships on the Death Star or do they buy them in from other places? I think the Death Star's big enough to have a uh, ship-making facility. But where would they put it? At the bottom? Do the Corellians make? <laughs> Where's the bottom of the Death Star? <laughs> It'll be on the left Good of the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do the Corellians like make spaceships? Is that the that was prime one of the things? Uh, like the Corellian Corvette that came yes. from Corellia, but uh, all the Imperial ships come from Kuat derived yards and Sinar fleet systems. So I don't think they have. There are a lot of shipyards in Star Wars, but I don't know if they have one on the Death Star or not. They presumably have some kind of. Repair facility, because otherwise it'd be a, if you came back to the Death Star and then you had to go off site and send it for parts. <laughs> oh, we've got to send it away. Yeah, right. Six months. Because, and because especially because the Death Star can be going in the opposite direction at the time, and it would take a long time to get back. Okay, uh, <laughs> this next question. This is, I think, the why do they give robots personalities but not spaceships? That's a very good question. That's a very good question. Maybe because they don't want spaceships doing what they want. When droids seem to have a certain amount of uh, independence. That, that would make sense. Because a spaceship needs to not get like the idea that it's a bit scared of getting into a battle and just fly off. <laughs> or you're like, no, we're going to go blow up the Death Star. I was like, nope, not having to buy that. No. Yeah, right. 
But like, also several, we want several self-driving the, cars. <laughs> yeah. Several of the spaceships need to have robots in them to even work properly. Like, that's why R2's going to go into an X-Wing so he can calculate hyperspace jumps. Yeah, so why mm. not... Well, just build it just, If the spaceship had a personality as well, it might start talking with the robot and forgetting what's going on. And then just, like, back uh, it might and get forth. flirty with the other yeah, robot. Sort of get too, <laughs> yeah, too chummy. What do you do, Della? You don't want to go into a, like, a battle, like a tense battle situation with like a love triangle between yeah. like <laughs> the pilot, the spaceship, and the droid, and like everybody's going to one. On. Episode one, the droids are spaceships. Ah. Yes. Oh. Ah. But then that ended really badly for them. That's so right. So that's probably why like, they decided never again. not to do it ever again. Okay. Yep. Stakes up. Yep. Uh, important question. Is, <laughs> is, is, These are great questions. I know, they're really good. Really good. good. Way better than I could come up Is anyone in Star Wars named Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> I have the answer for this. <laughs> if they are, it's, just like, it's like a shark creature on some water planet. <laughs> or is it now that um, Star Wars is owned by Disney and so is Marvel, so Bruce Banner would be in the Star Wars universe somehow? <laughs> Has there, been any, there hasn't been any crossover. No, continu- <laughs> no continuity, okay. At some point there probably will be. Um, <laughs> so I'm not including Bruce Valanche, who wrote uh, some of the script for the Star Wars holiday oh, special. special. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can tell you that this is Bruce... An RIC series general labour droid um, that appeared in Star Wars Annual 2 and therefore in the Star Wars canon, yes, there is a Bruce. So uh, there you go. Uh, All right. Um, There's a a few more questions. Is Jabba healthy for a hut? I think he must be considering how long he lives for. You know, you see him in episode one when Anakin was a kid and he's still around. And He's quite slim, I mean, though. He's quite... I think he has let himself go a little yeah. bit. <laughs> because as a, as a species, like, if you, if you're going to rise to the top of a criminal empire, at some point, like, if you, follow, if you take the Godfather as an example, you have to be an enforcer at some point. Mm. Like, you've got to be able to move around and be physically intimidating and actually... Like why would anybody do what he said if all he could do was sit there and wave his little arms and eat frogs? Nobody's going to do anything he says. I think he's, I think he's um, reached the Marlon Brando yeah. sort of so he's stage like a... in um, Godfather. But, but in um, Star Wars Rebels, there is another hut character who's his, like, his cousin. His cousin. And he is significantly slimmer. So I think, no, he's not in good shape. And in the, clo- the, the Clone Wars as well has that hut which is a, a flamboyantly sort of um, flamboyant. And uh, because huts are hermaphrodites and they decide whether they're going to identify as male or female. Some of them don't make up their minds. And so there's a, a character, there's a, um, a gender dysmorphic uh, hut character. Mm. Durga? Durga the hut, I think his name is. What kind of shape is it in? Um, smaller, definitely right. smaller. Yeah, definitely smaller. I think we've got a consensus here. Um, okay, okay. Does the guy with the red and black face wear makeup, or is that his face? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about that before. It's not the actor's face. Um, <laughs> it's, not Ray, it's not Ray Park's face. No. It could be a bit of both. Like maybe they just touch up the red and black when they go into battle, make it seem a bit more intimidating. I will have to give you points for that because you, you're yeah. pretty close. So, uh, like, the, the Zabrak, which is the, the species that Darth, Darth Moore is. Zabrak, like zebra. zebra. Good one, George Lucas. <laughs> <We're> creative. <laughs> um, so they have, uh, like, different coloured skin. So Darth Maul has red skin, but then uh, they tattoo their faces. Right. So the red part is his skin, the black part is tattoos. So his uh, mate that we talked about before, Savage, Savage Opress. So he was naturally yellow? Naturally yellow, oh, and then he had tattoos okay. put on. Uh, incidentally, Zabraks are capable of breeding with humans, and a hybrid subspecies evolved um, called Dathomerians. So, oh, wait, wait, wait. So they're called Zab- Zabrak and Zabrax. humans... And from the Zamanirwathan. <laughs> what? I think it's the planet. Yeah. From the planet Dathomir. Yes. So it's not like lions and tigers. Get like it sounds like Dathomorian. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay. Mm, 
Okay, we're just about out of time. So just a, just a couple more. Um, do stormtroopers go on dates with each other? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, you could probably speak from experience on that. And um, <laughs> on, on a similar topic, how do stormtroopers tell each other apart? It's very difficult. <laughs> Is that... Like, it must be so awkward. Mm. Don't, they, don't they have, like, a code? They do all have code numbers. They all have um, code numbers? Yeah, uh, usually it's the height. But you can't... <laughs> Hold on. So, Karen, but where is it visible on them? Maybe it's like an UV or something, so their helmets oh. can it, see. I was going to say, well, isn't that the whole thing that they're all meant to be anonymous? They can just be anonymous and have no personality because they fit into the, the unit and therefore they're interchangeable. doesn't matter. One stripper is... Because the, the original ones are clones, and so mm. actually there is no difference between them. And then it... Uh. Yep. Although the clones all went and differentiated themselves as fast as they could. I think they are supposed to just all look the same and not be able to tell them apart. Okay. Um, is the It's a Trap guy actually related to Calamari? Is the tra- <laughs> <laughs> I love these calls. It's a Trap guy. <laughs> so this is, of course, Admiral Akbar. His yeah. species is uh, Mon, Mon Calamari. Calamari. Yeah. So is he actually related to Calamari? Calamari this is, is in the food, yeah. This yeah. is another terrible George Lucas name, right? <laughs> yeah. They're called the Mon Calamari, but they're from an aquatic planet, and they're one of two sentient species on the planet. There is the Mon Calamari, and then I think it's the Quarren. They both live on the same planet, and uh, is they're both water-dwelling species. Quarren does not sound like a squid, but Calamari does. I don't mm. think they're actually like... Because they don't have tentacles. They have webbed, webbed fingers. Mm. But I believe there's a Quarren in Dabba's Palace. As well. Yeah, right. And there's his name, Squidface. Squidface. Oh. And Kit Fisto from the prequels. Okay, Master Kit Fisto. One more question: What do the ladies do while everything else is happening in Star Wars? (laughs) 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 Oh, you expect me to answer? (laughs) (laughs) I think the 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 question is probably uh, answer in itself. all right, uh, that brings us to the end of our Star Wars special. Uh, let's uh, go over to Karen for the final scores. Well, Brendan, we actually have at this point... Please stop your time. ...a leader. Uh, Porgy and Bespin are on 17, and Ben Solo and the Keppel Run are on 18. Ooh. Ben Solo and the Keppel Run. Give them a round of applause. All right, that brings us to the end of our Star Wars uh, episode. Uh, Also, a big thank you to uh, Emma Brindon for (laughs) writing those amazing questions. Can we give her a round of applause as well? (laughs) Uh, That's it for us. Thank you very much, and good night. (laughs) 